Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Also, thanks to everybody for getting us above 5,000 subscriptions. On Tuesday nights, we do our live stream, Shark Tank Live, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. Right now, we're going over playoff rankings because that's a relevant thing. And Ole Miss has a chance to take a major step in their playoff hopes with a game against the Georgia Bulldogs. Pratt Rogers, how you doing, buddy, for your weekly segment on the show? Steven, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to get that dub over Texas A&M and kind of focus on Georgia. Uh, it's, it's kind of freakishly cool. You know, Monday's show, I did a segment on there, and there might be a lot of people that um, didn't see it, but judging by my viewership numbers, there's not many. Um, you know, you have a situation where this can be a nexus event, a victory over Georgia. And I, I describe that as these major events that sprint, sprint was a springboard for the program moving forward. I talked about the 1952 Maryland game that led to the Johnny Vault stuff at the end of the decade and Ole Miss becoming a main brand. I talked about the 2014 Alabama game which led to, after this year, Ole Miss is going to be on a New Year's Six Bowl game four out of the ten years that they have been New Year's Six Bowl games. Talk about a major springboard. This Georgia game, because it's kind of gotten to the point where the next step that Ole Miss takes is literally beating one of these elite programs in their place. I don't know if the springboard can happen at home anymore. What do you think? A lot to unpack there. So I didn't know the stat yeah. about four out of the last uh, 10 years of uh, New Year's Six that, uh, bowls. That's super cool stat to dig up. I did not know that. But look, I think Ole Miss, since the Kiffin acquisition, so to say, has been trending up over the last, what, four years now, three and a half years, whatever you want to call the COVID year. And, you know, this is – kind of the big the big point where when you you, get, you look up and you say what's next hey we've won 10 games hey we've you know um done a lot of cool things we're recruiting at a high level we've put players in the nfl what's kind of next and you know it's taken down georgia i think yeah and, and i i think that is next and and, and Game Time Ticketing app is a sponsor of the show, and they have a deal to where you can go onto the Game Time app, and new subscribers can get a $20 rebate, basically, with the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. So everybody that is interested in last-minute tickets to Athens and you're looking on the secondary market, that's a way that I can save everybody 20 bucks because it's about 300 bucks to get in the door right now. Well, I'm, I think I'm one of those people, Stephen, so I'll, t I'll take you up on that, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, and everybody, literally everybody I've talked to is like, I'm going to Athens. I'm going to this game. Because everybody knows what this means. This is a situation that if Ole Miss shows up, and, and, and Ole Miss is due to have a Florida-type performance, you know, from 2008. They're, Ole Miss about once a decade has that supercharged performance, and they're due for that. And Ole Miss has a talent level that if they get past Georgia, I mean, we're, we're thinking playoff because you have ULM, which just got beat by Southern Mississippi, so no offense to yeah. ULM. We're not going to do a lot of research into them. And then you have the Egg Bowl, which, you know, it can get weird. It can, 
things can happen there, but they're not in a good place right now. And they're going to play us five days after playing Southern Mississippi. And I don't care what anybody says, that game's going to be a war. Yep, no doubt. And it's, uh, you know, you don't want to look past those two games, but usually these bigger games, like we played Bama at the beginning of the season, usually first three to four weeks of the season. And you kind of have a lot of, room to have a blunder so to speak so if you beat Bama game week three or four of the season you're kind of like hey we've still got seven or eight games left for there to be a hiccup along the way at this point in the season you're you're not looking past ULM in state by any means but you sit there and say hey if we're able to pull out a miracle against Georgia we should be able to beat these next two teams and that's kind of really hasn't been the case so to speak um about schedule alignment. There's been plenty of big games in Ole Miss history, but I feel like this one's so big because of where it lands in the schedule, Stephen. Yeah, and, and, and you know, for Georgia, this is not that big of a deal, but for Ole Miss to have a game that they're playing in, that college game day is at in November, because this isn't like when Katy Perry and Alabama was in town in September. In November, this is where it gets real. And... The fact that college game day is going to be here, this is the lowest line that George has been favored over an opponent this season um, at, at 11 and a half points. Uh, teams have been able to run the ball on this Georgia team. I mean, Cody Schrader from Missouri had 122 yards. We're going to be walking in with the best running back in the conference on Saturday. Yep. And then you have a situation to where I think this Georgia team, and then I think people get in trouble whenever they play teams like Alabama, because if you act like an underdog, they will treat you like an underdog. So if you start going for it and you allow the momentum swings and things like that to happen, it can really be detrimental. So if Jackson Dart, who traditionally, like the old Alabama teams from like 2015 and before, a quarterback needs to go off to beat this defense. And to beat this team. So Jackson Dart yeah. has to have a program defining day. And if he can do that and the defense shows up and plays ball like they can do, I mean, they had a hiccup in the second half against AM, but if they can play like they have before that, Ole Miss can beat Georgia. I'm not saying they should beat them. And I'm not saying they will beat them. They can beat them. That's exactly how I feel. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you don't, I don't, think Ole Miss fans are going into this with an underdog mentality. I know I'm not. Uh, I'm sitting there saying, look, I think we can win this game. And I think that's why so many people are – you mentioned in the beginning, you're talking to everybody who wants to go to the game. I think that's why people want to go to the game is because there's a lot of quiet confidence around this team. We've kind of been down and, you know, we've been punched in the mouth – probably five times this season. We've gotten back up all five times in these games. And I just I, – I feel that Georgia's not going to be any different. Do we win? I don't know, Stephen. Uh, I freaking hope we do. But, uh, you know, I just – I sit there and I have a lot of cautious optimism for this game. Yeah, and, and like I said, it would not surprise me at all. There's three outcomes in this game that would not surprise me. The first outcome is Ole Miss winning a close game. That would not surprise me. Ole Miss has the talent to do it. If they won the, now it would it would surprise me if Ole Miss boat raced the game. But that that's another thing. The other thing is Georgia winning a close game. That would not surprise me, and it wouldn't surprise me if Georgia 
just woke up one day and put 50 – they beat Ole Miss like a 50-13 to 13 type game because they do that from time to time. I just have a hard time believing that's going to happen. I really do. Oh, me too. Look, me too. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. Um, You know, I think Vegas has – you know, you mentioned the line earlier, what is it, 11 and a half, that, mm. that that's just – I mean, that's – a, a line for two good teams playing each other. You know, that's a fair line, I think. And I just I, – I don't see a scenario unless Dart throws three interceptions that – and we that we have a, a game where we come out and Georgia just truly dominates the game. Um, I think there's a lot of talent on that team, and I think there's a lot of – a lot of confidence on our team. I really do, Stephen. I'm I'm really excited. I really think this team's got a lot of synergy. Yeah, and you know, um, we always talk about it in all these games that Ole Miss is like favored in the big games. Ole Miss needs to play clean. Ole Miss needs to play clean. They really need to play clean today uh, or against Georgia because yeah. Missouri had Georgia on the ropes Saturday. The problem was they had a couple of snaps, a couple of penalties that pushed them back that forced field goals instead of touchdowns. And they threw the interception on the screen pass to the Georgia defensive lineman. And that's when the game was over. It was because Missouri did not play clean. That is Georgia's superpower. That is Nick Saban's superpower. They're talented enough and they're well-coached enough that eventually you make a mistake. You beat yourself. And whenever teams don't beat themselves, that's the games that Saban and Kirby Smart, they ended up dropping. So it's going to take a special performance, but I think Ole Miss can do it. Yeah, I do too. And I feel like Ole Miss hasn't beaten themselves this this year at all. I didn't feel like I feel like we kind of just got outplayed in the Alabama game. I I didn't I wouldn't say we quote unquote beat ourselves. I think that was a a good fist fight of a game, so to speak. But um, you know, we haven't me, beat ourselves throughout the season, I don't think. To me, that Alabama game, um, we we actually did beat ourselves, but not in that way. I think schematically, we we went to the Alabama game arrogant. We maybe thought we were better than we were potentially on the offensive line. And the Alabama defensive line was able to kind of impose their will to where a lot of the long developing plays that Jackson Dart's so good at, it wasn't available to him. If you notice the next week against LSU, there was a lot more quick game. There was a lot more variance of tempo. And eventually yeah. they were more judicious with your shots downfield and they did that same thing against AM. So I think that's going to be the same program that Ole Miss is going to be breaking out against the Georgia Bulldogs because they obviously respect that defensive line. Yeah, schematically, you can kind of put that in a different category, so to speak. I typically think when you say beating yourself, penalties, turnovers, yeah. things like that. And I thought we had a fine game against Bama, but look, you got to be nearly the, perfect. The, the in pass big by games. Dart. Dart so did have his yeah. weird pass. Yeah, I agree. That was his so, one pass of the year. I agree. Burn it, move on. You mm-hmm. know, and yeah. um, I think that I think you got to play a nearly perfect game to to beat Georgia at Georgia in a night game too. Gosh, I was hoping it'd be the two thirty game, and I think everybody kind of thought it was going to be the CBS two thirty game. Um, but I think they elected who is it? Who's Missouri? Is it Missouri, Tennessee? Missouri, Tennessee. I, I've yeah, got a theory think, on that, by the way. Go ahead. Um, I think the CBS contract with it ending with the SEC championship game. So we are in the last three weeks of the CBS contract. 
there's there's some horse trading going on. ESPN is fighting for the best games. They're probably doing more work. They're probably um, setting it up to where ESPN can do that because Ole Miss in Georgia is going to be a primetime game on ESPN called by Fowler and Herb Street, most likely. Game day is going to be in town. It's obviously a better situation for the SEC with with it being on ESPN. Um, The CBS game, they're just just playing it out. This is like the 35-17 to game midway through the fourth quarter that it's over. We're just trying to get to the end of it. Now now we're all ABC. We're, We're all Disney at this point. And I think games like that, they're going to do stuff like that. And you're going to see like ESPN, and you have seen that, to where they put real games directly against the CBS game, going head-to-head in the same time slot. That's just because this divorce has not been amicable. And um, these these two parties are breaking up. And now you're, you're, you're looking after your new girl. You're well, look, the TV girl. contracts can't go up forever is what everybody keeps saying. And, um, you know, it's some, I, I kind of looking after the new girl. I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of a true mentality on it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's what I think. And I think CBS is, they're paying attention to the big 10. The sec is not paying attention to CBS. And, you know, I think the sec got, um, honestly pissed off when they sent the backup crew to the Ole Miss Alabama game and sent the other guys to the Big Ten game. And whenever that happened, they were done with each other. It, it was essentially over, and they were just playing out the string. I don't hate it. No, I, I, I can buy that. Uh, I like a good conspiracy theory, so to speak, Steve. <laughs> I'm all on board. All right, so Ole Miss in Georgia, 6 o'clock, ESPN. Um, game day's in town, the whole nine yards. Give me a score prediction of that game. Great question. I think this, you know, I think if Ole Miss has a, I think the line or the team total is what, 58, 58 and a half, 58 and something a half. like that. Mm-hmm. I think for Ole Miss to win, I think you got to go over that number. I think you kind of hope it turns into a, a little bit of the strength of your team in an offensive shootout. I probably go 34, 31 Rebs. Uh, I, I really I, think we, go ahead. I think that was the same score of the last time that Ole Miss won in Athens. Well, Seriously. there you go. I didn't know that, but uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. look, uh, if Walker Jones is watching it, um, post in there and let us know, because uh, I think so. Well, look, I think I think this team – I think uh, Georgia is going to come out, and I think they've got the ability to – to I think Carson Beck has had a much better year than I think a lot of people anticipated. They've got the ability to go hang a lot of points, and he's really kind of come into his own the last three to four weeks of the season particularly. Um, so I think it's going to come down to last possession or two kind of games, Stephen. I really do. And, um, you know, I'm, like I said, cautiously optimistic, but I, I really think I may be drinking – I may be drowning in red Kool-Aid right now, uh, the Ole Miss Kool-Aid, but I think we can do it, Stephen. I really do, and I'm really excited for the game. And I will say this right now. If Ole Miss gets the ball back with three and a half minutes left to go, 80 yards to go to the goal line, Jackson Dart is going to score that touchdown. Oh, I'm putting a no house on Dart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, we've done it. That's That was kind of the point that three I times. brought up. He's, he's yeah. done it three times. We've done that in so many games this year, Stephen. Um, I just feel like 
have you ever seen the movie Rocky Four, where yeah. Rocky is fighting the the Russian Drago and he's punched in the mouth and he you know he gets back. Or let me re, let me rewind a little bit. Rocky, uh, he's kind of this blue collar guy and mm-hmm. uh, George has got all these resources and the Russian. I'm kind of equating the the Russian to uh, the Georgia Georgia Bulldogs right now. I'm there. They've got every resource in the world to be a great football team and. Uh, you know, Rocky's kind of this blue collar guy. He doesn't have any money. He's an Italian immigrant. He learns to fight. And he, uh, the Russians are juicing up Drago with steroids. And they, he goes out there and Rocky, Rocky gets punched in the mouth. But he keeps getting back up because he's fighting for more than himself. And I feel like that's just what this team epitomizes. It's just a, it's an awesome, an awesome story of resiliency and determination. Yeah. That is that is pretty good. Um, I, I think it's funny that you're so young that you're describing what Rocky is as if everybody watching this doesn't know anything about that. Well, I will tell you, uh, <laughs> I will tell you, I uh, I made this analogy to my sister and she did not, she has not seen Rocky for and the girlfriend hasn't seen Rocky for. So I think over Thanksgiving, we're going to have to incorporate that in the Rogers family movie no, arsenal. No, you know what you need to do? Seriously? If they have not watched it, you need they to do the not. marathon and you need to go from one on. I know. Yeah, you you need to just do the string all the way yeah. to um heck, all the way to Creed 3. You I need know. To do the string. But anyway, that's exactly how I feel about this game. It's going to be a knockdown drag out and you know, I think the Rebs are have got more heart, and got more resiliency. So we'll see. Yeah, it should be pretty interesting. And thanks, everybody, for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Pratt Rogers, thank you so much for stopping by. Hopefully, we're talking next week before Louisiana Monroe, talking about, oh, my goodness, that happened. And how can we I get know. into the dance? Yeah, it, it, we're start, if Ole Miss can pull out the win this weekend, we're having pretty – heady conversations next week, bud. Yeah, we may have to do like a before and after or something like that uh, of me and you freaking out after the game. That would be pretty awesome. I, I think the post-game show, honestly, if, if if Ole Miss wins that game, the post-game show for Georgia, I'm just going to send links out to all the, na- the, all, the contributors <laughs> yeah. and we can get on there and just have a party. Yeah, I'm about it, man. Well, look, yeah. that sounds awesome. I appreciate you having me. All right, man. Take care, buddy. See ya. Bye.